the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Jesus said in John chapter 16, he said, The Holy Spirit will guide you into truth. The Holy Spirit will guide you into truth. And so as you and I, as we you know, walk in the Spirit and yield to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will guide us into truth. The Holy Spirit will not guide us into error. The Holy Spirit will not guide us into false doctrine. The Holy Spirit will not guide us into something that is contrary to the Word of God. There is a lot of false teaching and false news in this world that it could be hard to know what is actually true. In today's message from Pastor Dan, he encourages you that if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, His Spirit lives within you. This should bring you comfort because the Holy Spirit leads you into truth. Pastor Dan teaches you that as you walk in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will guide you to what is true and keep you from what is false. Lean in and listen to the Holy Spirit. He will guide you as you walk. And now, open your Bibles to the book of 1 John chapter 4 as we join Pastor Dan for today's edition of Ring of Truth. the spirits, whether they are of God or not of God, because many, not a few, but many false prophets have gone out into the world. And then he says in verse 2, by this you know the Spirit of God. And so there is a way for us to know what spirit is at work, whether it's the Spirit of God behind a teaching or another spirit behind the teaching. By this you know the Spirit of God. Here's how you know. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God, and this is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. The spirit of Antichrist is already at work in the world, he says. So he tells us here that one way that you and I can know what spirit is at work when someone is teaching, one way we can know is what are they saying about Jesus Christ? What are they saying about Jesus Christ? What are they saying about Jesus Christ? And does it agree with what the Bible says about Jesus Christ? Is it biblical? Again, false teachers, uh, they'll... They'll talk about Jesus Christ. They'll use the name of Jesus Christ. But what do they say? When they talk about Jesus, what do they say about Jesus? Is it different from what the Bible says about Jesus? Again, you have to know your Bible. 
to be able to discern that. And I can tell you right now that it always comes down to what they say about Jesus. That is always the issue. And any false teacher or cult or false church or whatever you want to call it, you're always going to find that that they have tweaked some kind of doctrine about Jesus Christ. It always comes down to what they say about Jesus Christ. In John's day, false teachers denied the incarnation of Jesus Christ. That was the big false teaching that was going around and circulating in the church. They denied the incarnation of Jesus Christ. They, the false teachers in those days, they believed that Jesus was God. Remember, they're living, they're living in, in a generation from the time that Jesus Christ was on the earth and ministering. There are people like John who are still alive at that time who witnessed the miracles and the teachings and the resurrection. Those people are still around. So they believed that Jesus was God, but they did not believe that Jesus was a man. They did not believe, there, there was these false teachers that were around, I should say, were saying that, that yes, he was God, but he wasn't a human man. He didn't have human flesh and blood as a man. They taught that Jesus was a, was a phantom or a spirit, and he only appeared to come as a man in flesh and blood. The false teachers were saying that, not John. Don't get confused. And, and this was the false teaching that was gaining a foothold in parts of the church. And that doctrine contradicted what the Bible says. And so it's, so it's false. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says, without controversy. I like that it begins with that. Without controversy, without question, God was manifested in the flesh. Paul says it's, it's without question. There's no, there's no debate about this. Everybody knows that God was manifested in the flesh, and he dwelt uh, among us. There, there was no question about it. God revealed himself to mankind by becoming a man and taking on flesh. He, he revealed himself in a human body. He became incarnate so that he could die on the cross for our sins. You know, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says that God was in Christ. God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Jesus Christ, he became a man. God was incarnate, Emmanuel, God with us. He took on human flesh so that he could die on the cross as a substitutionary sacrifice for us, for our sins, reconciling the world to himself. And Paul says that that's without question. There's no controversy here about that. Everybody knows this. It's funny, it's a controversy now, isn't it? Now that we're 2,000 years away from the life of Jesus, and there's nobody alive anymore that saw the miracles, that saw the resurrected Jesus, that can say, wait a minute, I know a guy who had leprosy and Jesus healed him, or hey, I was one of those people and I was dead and Jesus raised me from the dead. I know that he works miracles because I experienced... There's nobody alive that can say that. Back then, there were still people that were alive, and so their, their issue was, he's definitely God, but how can God be a man? And today, 2,000 years removed... Now, the issue is, well, he was a man, but there's no way he was God. That's what false teachers are saying today. Yes, there was a man named Jesus. Yes, there was this carpenter from Nazareth, and he was a rabbi, and he was a good teacher, and he lived in Israel. Yeah, we we know that's true, but there's no way that he's God. It's flipped now, only because we're so far away from the life of Christ. But I want you to notice here uh, what John says in verse 3. Look at verse 3 again in your Bible. 
He says that Jesus Christ has come. Do you see that? Has come in the flesh. He has come. Meaning, he has come from one place to another. He doesn't say, and I want you to note this, he doesn't say Jesus Christ was born, although he was born. But John's careful here. The Holy Spirit's careful to say, Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. He has come from where? From heaven. See, you you and I, we came into existence at our conception, when you were conceived in your mama's womb. That's when you came into existence. But Jesus Christ, he didn't come into existence when he was conceived in Mary's womb. He came from heaven down into this world, and he put on human flesh, the Bible tells us, and he was born as a baby in Bethlehem to be the Savior of the world. That's the incarnation that God came from heaven and became a man. In John's day, again, the false teachers, they denied that Jesus was God incarnate. And so we can recognize a false teacher by what they say about Jesus. A false teacher will deny some attribute of Jesus Christ, and they'll contradict what the scriptures plainly say about Jesus Christ in some way. They may deny his deity, that he's God. They may teach that he was just a prophet, but that he wasn't God. They may deny the virgin birth. They may deny his atoning sacrifice on the cross. They may deny the resurrection from the dead. But you will recognize a false teacher by what they say concerning Jesus Christ. And he says here, anyone who denies what the Bible says about Jesus Christ is not of God. And worse yet, John says, it is the spirit of Antichrist that's at work. It's a demonic spirit behind those false teachers. Look at what he says in verse 4. He says, you are of God, little children, and you have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. We love that verse, don't we? It's a wonderful verse. Great reminder to us. John says here in verse 4, he says, you as a child of God, you as a person who's born again, you have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. And the Holy Spirit that is in you is greater than any spirit that's in the world. That's right. More than one person should say amen to that. I mean, come on, right? The Holy Spirit that is in you is greater than any spirit that is in the world. And, and what the Bible tells us about the Holy Spirit is when we put our faith in Jesus Christ and we were born again, the Holy Spirit came to dwell in us. It's, the Bible says we're sealed by the Holy Spirit. You're sealed by the Holy Spirit. That means, that means another spirit can't get inside of you. You know, a, a, a Christian who's born again is sealed by the Holy Spirit. and You can't be possessed by another spirit because you are possessed, so to speak, by the Holy Spirit. You can be oppressed by a demonic spirit, but you are sealed by the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, listen, Jesus said in John chapter 16, he said, the Holy Spirit will guide you into truth. The Holy Spirit will guide you into truth. And so as you and I, as we you know, walk in the Spirit and yield to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will guide us into truth. The Holy Spirit will not guide us into error. The Holy Spirit will not guide us into false doctrine. The Holy Spirit will not guide us into something that is contrary to the Word of God. 
The Holy Spirit always guides us into the truth. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Now look what he says in verse 5. He says, they, speaking of the false teachers, they are of the world. They're not of God, they're of the world. Therefore, they speak, now watch what it says here, they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. He tells us here in verse 5 that false teachers will be popular in the world's eyes. John says they are of the world, they're not of God, they speak from the viewpoint of the world, and the world listens to them. And that, he doesn't mean that as a compliment, that's a criticism. He's telling us here, this is how you can identify, or one of the ways you can identify, a false teacher. He says their message, what they're teaching, appeals to the world. It appeals to the non-believer, the non-Christian, the person who doesn't belong to the Lord. Now, Now listen, listen. The Bible says, listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says that the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God is foolishness. To the world. It's foolish to the non-believer. The Bible says that the cross of Christ is an offense to the non-believer. But listen, listen to this verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, the natural man, meaning the, the unregenerated person, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. We only discern them by the Holy Spirit. The natural man does not receive the things of God. They sound foolish to the natural man. And it says he can't understand them, because you need the Holy Spirit to be able to understand the things of God. And some of you, you remember before you were born again, before you were saved, and the things of God just sounded foolish to you. Remember like uh, ever trying to read the Bible before you were born again or listening to a sermon? You know, I remember being in like sixth grade and it was like a Saturday and I was just sitting on the couch flipping through the channels and I remember landing on a preacher And this guy was preaching uh, from John chapter, I know now, John chapter 21, where Jesus says to Peter, feed my sheep. And I remember laughing about that. Like, what in the world does that mean? As like an 11-year-old kid, 
And I remember going to school and, and joking around with my little delinquent friends about this thing. And so we kind of had this joke going for a while where we'd say to each other, well, hey, feed my sheep. You know, we'd go to lunch in the cafeteria, feed my sheep. And, and just we mocked it. It was foolishness. It didn't make any sense at all. It didn't understand it. Why? Because I was the natural man. Those things are spiritually discerned. The natural man doesn't get it. The natural man doesn't understand it. It sounds, it sounds dumb to the natural man. But what he tells us here in 1 John chapter 4 is the world, the natural man, listens to the false teachers. The natural man likes what the false teachers have to say. And why is that? Because the false teachers are not teaching the truth of God. They're not teaching the truth of God. They're, they're not declaring God's word. They're not declaring Christ crucified. They're not confronting people with the truth of God. They're not calling people to repentance. And so the world loves it. Because they're, you know, they're, you know, they're just giving a pep talk to people. And you guys know what I'm talking about. It's just a pep talk. It's, it's just a pep talk about life. It's a pep talk about, you know, felt needs or about uh, the environment or recycling, right? It's just, a, it's just a kind of a, a positive shot in the arm kind of thing, but it's not the truth of God. And so for that reason, they're popular among non-believers. And, and that should be kind of a, a flag that goes up in your heart, when you hear a teacher that is very, very popular in the world, where the world loves it, when you have non-believers saying, I love listening to that guy. Why is it? Because he's not proclaiming the truth of God's word. He's not declaring the gospel. He's not declaring the cross. And so there's, there's nothing offensive about it. There's nothing that sounds foolish to the natural man about it. It's just a pep talk. It's just a feel-good thing. That you, that you could hear anywhere, that you could hear at the public library. You know, if, if it can be preached at the public library and it doesn't offend anybody there, it's not the truth of God's word. I, I remember a few years ago, and I think I've shared this before, but a few years ago, my family, we were on vacation. And while we were on vacation, we went to church on a Sunday. And I, the, the pastor at this church read a passage of scripture out of Ephesians at the very beginning of his sermon and then never went back to it. Again, and he told stories, and he told told jokes, and he showed movie clips, and he talked about uh, his vacation with his family to Disney World, and it was very enjoyable, very entertaining, but it wasn't the Word of God. He could have preached it at a library. After the service was over, my family and I were in the car, we're driving back to our condo, and my son Ben, who was up here, who at the time was like seven. He sat in that service with us. He didn't go to children's ministry. He sat in the service. And Ben pipes up from the back seat and says, why was that pastor afraid of the word of God? And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, he read it. And then he just avoided it the rest of the time. Why was he afraid of it? He's seven years old. And he gets it. So that's, if the, if the teaching is palatable to a non-believer... <laughs> There's, there's something wrong with that. Can you turn with me over to Luke chapter 6, real quick. Luke chapter 6. Look what Jesus says here. Luke chapter 6, verse 26. Jesus says, 
Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. Jesus says, Woe to you if if men, speaking of the world, if they speak well of your teaching. He's speaking to religious leaders here. Woe to you if the world speaks highly of your teaching. Because they spoke highly of the false teachers. Because it's an indication that you're not teaching truth. Now, go back to 1 John, and we'll wrap this up here. Verse 6, finally. Chapter 4, verse 6. We are of God. You know, they are of the world. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. And by this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Those who are of God will listen to and receive the apostles' teaching. They'll hear the apostles' teaching. They'll listen to it. They'll receive it. Or you could say they'll receive the word of God. They'll hear the word of God. They'll accept the word of God as the word of God. And they'll receive it as you know, authoritative in their life. You know, in 1 Thessalonians, I'll just read it. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, this is what Paul says to the believers in Thessalonica. He says, But we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth to which he called you by our gospel for the obtaining of the glory Oh, wait, did I miss something? God from the beginning chose you from the salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth to which he called you by our gospel for the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold to the traditions which were taught you, whether by word or by epistle. He he tells them here, you know, they've received the word of truth and they believed it as truth. And he commends them for that that they believed the word of God that they heard as truth. A, a true believer, a real believer that's born again, they're going to receive the word of God. They're not going to be offended by it. They're not going to say that it's foolishness. They're not going to reject it or twist it or try to make it say something that it doesn't really say. They're going to they're obey it and submit to it and receive it. And he says here, by this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. What do they say about Jesus Christ? What is their attitude towards the Bible? What is their attitude towards the Word? You know, we have the Word of God and we have the Holy Spirit. We have everything that we need to keep us from error and to keep us in the truth of God. He asked me how I know and I say Bring truer than the finest The book of 1 John invites followers of Jesus into a consistently growing relationship with our Heavenly Father. The Christian walk isn't meant to stagnate, no matter how long you've been pursuing your relationship. There's always more to discover about your Almighty Creator and more ways in which He can refine your heart. As you've done already today by joining Pastor Dan for Ring of Truth, we encourage you to continue spending time in the Word regularly. We also urge you to make conversation with God a regular part of your routine as well. Praying and listening to what your Heavenly Father wants to say to you. And know that here at Ring of Truth, we're also praying for you 
We're so glad you joined us today, and we'd like to invite you to visit us here at Calvary Chapel. If you live in the Baltimore, Washington area, come worship with us this Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. Calvary Chapel is located in Columbia, Maryland, only minutes from Route 95, Route 29, or Route 100. For more information on what you can expect when you visit, go to calvaryec.com. Or give us a call. We can be reached at 410-491-4592. That's 410-491-4592. That's all for today. Join us next time for more right here on Ring of Truth.